0: listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast with Alex Smolikov, Editorial Coordinator. Brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas.
1: And welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast. My name is Alex Smolikoff. I'm an editorial coordinator with Natural Products Insider. And uh, today I welcome a very special guest, Harbinder Mann. Harbinder is Associate Director, Trade Marketing and Stewardship with the Almond Board of California. Harbinder, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you for inviting me, Alex. I'm looking forward to this.
1: So uh, I actually had the pleasure of meeting Harbinder back in February. So this, uh, this podcast is a long time in the making, but we were finally able to, to sit down and have our conversation. Um, Harbinder and I met back in February during the Almond Board of California's annual Food Trends Tour, uh, which this year was in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Harbinder and the Almond Board were kind enough to take myself and a group of uh, maybe about eight to ten other industry members And we went on this amazing culinary tour of Nashville. Um, Some of the city's most accomplished chefs treated us to their own unique dishes, um, all utilizing, of course, the mighty California almond. Um, We sampled savory dishes, sweet dishes, almond milks, almond cocktails. I mean, everything you can think that an almond could go into, we we probably tried at one point or another. Um, And we were able to do it all while learning a bit about what goes into the production and harvesting of that almond. Uh, so, Harvinder, I'll back up just a bit, um, just for a little bit of basic background for maybe the listeners who aren't really sure um, what the ABC is or are not super familiar with it. So, what is the Almond Board of California, and what is its role?
0: Uh, great question. So, yeah, so kicking that off. So, the Almond Board of California was established in 1950 as a nonprofit organization so that California almond growers could all work together to improve the quality and marketing of their crops. So today the Almond Board supports about 6,800 growers and 100 processors of almonds in California and really um, by developing global market demand for almonds, resources, as well as investing in research um, such as food safety and growing practices. The uh, the charge is really around providing leadership and strategic market development, innovative research and accelerated adoption of industry best practices. Um, and as a federal marketing order, the Almond Board is supervised by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Research is at the core of everything we do, um, and that's one key takeaway I'd like um, the audience to take away from today. And through the Almond Board, the California almond community has been able to invest nearly 70 million million over the last 40 years to build a foundation of research on improving how almonds are grown, processed, and consumed.
1: And how did you get involved with the Almond Board, and, and what is your role specifically? What does the Associate Director of Trade, Marketing, and Stewardship uh, do for the Almond Board?
0: So I joined the Almond Board in 2005, so I've been here a long time, but I have to say no two days really have ever been the same. Um, and in my re- um, kind of responsibilities and oversight, I'm looking after strategy and management of the Food Professional Marketing and Trade Stewardship Programs here at the Almond Board. Um, One of those um, tactics that I oversee is the one that you attended earlier this year um, with the Food Trends and Almonds Tour uh, for Trade Media, but it also includes um, overseeing activities such as um, our presence at the Institute of Food Technologists Conference. It's about really bringing all the research, resources, and the subject matter experts that we have here to food professional audiences to inspire them
1: to work with almonds. No, it's no wonder that it was, you know, so difficult to to track you down afterwards. It sounds like you must be very busy in that role with uh, with the Almond Board. Now, as I said before, Harbender and I met during this culinary tour in Nashville. The trip was amazing, and we got to sample just all kinds of different foods from accomplished chefs and bakers and chocolatiers. And it it was an amazing experience, and it was one that I won't forget. Um, But obviously there was also an educational aspect to the trip. It wasn't all just about indulging ourselves um, from basically the time we woke up until the time we went to sleep. Uh, There was an educational aspect, and and that really focused on how the almonds that we were being treated to got from the orchard to our plates. And and the main theme of that discussion was sustainability. Uh, That word came up quite a bit during our conversations. So Harbinder, what does sustainability mean to you? Um, And obviously, especially in the context of uh, almond growing, and how is the Almond Board of California um, striving to achieve that sustainability?
0: So to the Almond Board, um, sustainable almond farming utilizes production practices that are economically viable based upon scientific research, common sense, um, and a respect for the environment, neighbors, and employees. So these practices together, We hope to have as a result in a plentiful, healthy, and safe food product that growers are proud to provide. And knowing that over 90% of almond growers are family-owned farms, it's also about leaving those farms for future generations.
1: And so you, you know, you obviously mentioned different areas where sustainability comes into play. You mentioned environmental aspects, economic aspects, social aspects. Um, How do all of these play into and off of one another? How are they related? Maybe how are they separated um at certain times sort of how does all of how do all of these different areas of focus sort of um work off of and and with each other
0: yes so the almond board works hand in hand with almond growers to be on this path of continuous improvement and a real commitment to sustainable agricultural practices that respect the environment and the local community so i talked earlier about how research is at the heart of everything we do that research is what allows us be sustainable so for example the almond orchard 2025 goals were introduced last year and we talked a little bit about them on the tour Um, they were introduced by the board of directors and were conceived to address four key areas water use zero waste pest management and dust at harvest and different aspects of sustainability are interrelated you know especially now that discussions of climate change and environmental impact have become increasingly pressing and all aspects of sustainability have future generations' needs and resources in mind. So I've talked to you about how the California almond industry is an industry of family farms. So this is all interrelated.
1: And when you you talked about some of those specific goals, could you go into a little bit more detail? Uh, I know that when we were on the tour, there were some very, very, um, very specific goals set in mind as far as um, decreasing water usage um, and some other some other very specific. Uh, milestones or, or baselines that you were hoping to reach. Uh, could you go into a little bit more specific detail about maybe what exactly those goals are that you all hope to reach by
0: 2025? Yeah, so to, to reiterate, there were, there are four goals, um, the almond Orchard 2025 goals. And I think it's worth taking some time to go through each one, um, one by one. So first, by 2025, the California almond community commits to reduce the amount of water used to grow a pound of almonds by an additional 20%. So uh, what that means is building on our existing success. So over the past two decades, almond farmers have successfully reduced the amount of water needed to grow a pound of almonds by 33%. And that's been primarily through improved production practices such as efficient micro-irrigation technology. So it's about improving and providing um, even further efficiencies and gaining more crop per drop. Second, the California almond community commits to achieving zero waste in our orchards by putting everything we grow to optimal use. So, almonds grow in a shell, protected by a hull, on a tree. And these products have traditionally been used for things like livestock bedding um, for, um, for the, the poultry industry or dairy feed and electricity generation. But now with changing markets for these co-products, we are spurring further innovation for higher value uses, um, both economically and environmentally. And so some of the promising areas that we've seen are things like um, recycled plastics, fuel, beer, um, and a whole host of many other um, projects that are in the works. And then third, We commit to uh, increasing the adoption of environmentally friendly pest management tools by 25 percent. So responsible almond farming requires protecting the crop and the trees from things like bugs and weeds and disease through what we uh, call an integrated pest management approach. So this means using tools and techniques like beneficial insects, habitat removal, mating disruption, and when necessary, pesticides. And fourth, we commit to reducing dust during harvest by 50%. So California almonds are harvested by shaking the nuts to the ground, and then they dry naturally in the sun before being swept up and collected. So within these processes, dust can collect in our local communities. So to address this nuisance, the almond community is also taking short and long-term steps to imagine how we might change some of our harvesting techniques. And as we move forward with these goals, we will be reporting on them on a regular basis.
1: That leads directly into my next question, which is that, you know, it seems like these are obviously very lofty goals and and very noble goals. um, But you do have at least right now a a five year period in which to try and and reach them. So the first part of my question would be, you know, how fluid are these goals? Do they change with the times? Are they constantly being updated or, or are they pretty much set in stone as a way to, you know, really enforce the fact that you want to get there by 2025? Uh, And then how are you keeping track of that progress? What does tangible progress look like in some of these areas, uh, especially with the ones that are maybe a little bit less quantifiable as far as percentages, um, but kind of more all-encompassing? So how how are you tracking this progress and, and what does this progress actually look like?
0: So there are several ways and sources of data that we are using to track progress. The first being the California Almond Sustainability Program which is a set of modules that gathers information through farmer self-assessment. And it includes um, areas such as irrigation management, nutrient and soil management, air quality, energy efficiency, providing statistically significant metrics about the adoption of sustainable practices within the California almond community. So CAST then allows farmers to see how they are tracking in their local community and across the industry, and it gives them a roadmap to identify areas for improvement in their operations. CASP will also be a real central component to measuring behavior change among almond farmers and a critical factor to achieve these goals. However, we'll also be working with other data that's available here in California, such as the California Department of Pesticide Regulation. And um, we we even have a life cycle assessment. So there are several sources. And the exciting news is that a lot of the questions that are included in the modules um, has allowed CAF to be benchmarked against a farm sustainability assessment program, FSA 2.0, at the gold level equivalency, through SAI, the Sustainable Agricultural Initiative. Um, And that is in place um, together with the US and California regulatory systems. So that's a real mouthful, but together, we have uh, various sources of data uh, for tracking and allows us to also to track to some um, systems that are in place globally, such as PSI.
1: And are there any, um, I'm trying to think about the best way to phrase this, are there any in, incentives beyond the end goals themselves to help these farmers reach these goals, or are, are there any, um, punishments might be a little bit strong, but is there any negative reinforcement for any farmers who either fail be, despite their, their best efforts to reach these goals, or, or who maybe um aren't putting these practices in place uh to reach these goals is is there any um sort of system in place to to keep these farmers on track as far as making sure that they are a doing what needs to be done to reach these goals and that b um, and you did touch on this that they are getting whatever assistance they need in order to reach them
0: so what you'll know with the cast system is that there are various tools that really help the growers on their sustainability journey there is um, the online apps and mobile apps within those modules that allow them to get there. It is a um, self-assessment, but what girls are able to do is really see how they are tracking against their neighbors and against the rest of the state. It provides them with the tools to move forward in um, any of the areas uh, where there are gaps. So more than anything, it's about education. It's about providing them with all the resources and education that they need. And at the end of the day, this is a program that the growers are funding.
1: I mean, I think, I think that all sounds, sounds great. And I think that people, and, I, and certainly I would include myself among those people uh, until this trip that we went on, just don't realize what goes into the actual production of the foods they eat, and especially something as, as ubiquitous as almonds. I mean, like I said, they were in so many different uses and so many different foods that we tried, and, and you know, people are eating them all the time. And I, I don't think they realize necessarily what goes into, A, actually getting those almonds from the orchard to their plate, uh, and then, B, you know, what the people who are actually growing them are trying to do to, you know, improve those efforts and, and improve the environment um, and, and you know, make sure that they're doing so in in the most – Uh, sustainable way possible and and in the most responsible way possible. Um, Before we wrap up, was there anything else that maybe you wanted to touch on that I didn't ask or or just anything else that you might want people to know about, whether it be the Almond Board uh, or these goals specifically, or just really anything at all um, involved in in the world of almonds?
0: Well, what I would say is that environmental goals have continuously been at the forefront for the Almond Board. You know, one theme in this interview has been research, and we've always been committed to it. The Almond, the almond Orchard 2025 goals are just the latest way the California almond community has committed to improvement. Uh, the community has long supported research. So I will say, so things like bee health and pollination, we've invested since 1976, on air since 1977, and energy since 1979, um, and, and more. So California almond farmers continuously work to improve their practices in a way that benefits communities and the planet and their future generations. And I really look forward to providing future updates to you um, as we move towards the 2025
1: goals. Well, I definitely look forward to uh, continuing to, to speak with you and continuing to get those updates and, you know, hopefully. Um, sometime in the future, we can, you know, update this podcast and, and talk about what steps have been taken and, and how we are uh, progressing toward those goals. And uh, probably just as importantly on an individual basis, I hope that I'm able to see you next year at the uh, the next Culinary Trends Tour, because that was uh, really just an amazing experience, um, not only to be able to eat and taste all those different foods, but to meet all kinds of people and and really be educated on the topic and, and learn as much as I can about what goes into uh, those different foods and and getting it to our plates. So Harbender, thank you again so much for joining me. Um, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule. Uh, and again, uh, you know, hopefully we can do this again sometime in the future.
0: Thank you so much. And thank you again for inviting me. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple podcasts or Google play by searching healthy insider podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. This edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast is brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas.